Hello everyone, I'm Craig from Server Factory and this is my colleague Seb. Hey guys. Uh, this is the first episode of the Data Podcast. In this episode we're going to be talking a little bit about our ideas for the future of this podcast, talking about current topics within the data center, server, enterprise hardware industry, cloud computing, ev- like enterprise big computers, big data. We're going to cover absolutely everything. Yeah. And pretend we know about all of it. Beautiful. So, should we first discuss a bit about our ideas for this podcast? Yeah, our yeah. aims for this podcast? Yeah. Um, so, w- one thing that kind of birthed this idea of this podcast is we wanted to um, invite industry leaders um, to our podcast to sort of talk about what's going on in their in- with their products, what's new, um, stuff that you don't really you don't really uh, read about. So we wanted to do that. We wanted to um, collaborate with, uh, for example, WD, um, Supermicro, Intel, AMD, um, to give them a chance to inform us about what they're planning to do for the next five years. Yeah, like companies, the, like, yeah, yeah. companies like Supermicro don't really open their doors to people very often. There's not too many articles about them that mm-hmm. are like positive, showing them in a brilliant light. Pretty much opening the doors to Supermicro, WD, Toshiba. Yeah. They do some things, but it's very corporate. We're almost, we're obviously working for Server Factory, which is a Supermicro reseller and integrator, but we're not attacking it from that perspective. We're going in as almost like a journalistic yeah, approach. We're going to be completely unbiased. Um, well, we're, we're going to attempt to be unbiased, yeah. look at it from. We're like, going to give you facts and then our opinions. Um, in every, pretty much every argument, I think Craig and I will be on each end of the argument. Um, but no, it, it, it is sort of to educate you guys on... It's, yeah, it's to bring interesting content. Yeah. It's not to sell. That is our main purpose of this. We're, we're absolutely not to sell. This podcast is for the community. That's, that's kind of our premise yeah. of it. We want to really build a community. We want to essentially bring you valuable content and interesting content and use the contacts that we have and the contacts that Server Factory has to bring you interesting guests. Because I think that's going to be, a, well, yeah. as you mentioned, a very key part of this to hopefully bring an interesting guest on the podcast every single week yeah. or, or bi-weekly and really try and push the industry forward, make it more open, make it more accessible. Because it is, is the thing uh, that we, we know that a lot of people are buying from some of the biggest manufacturers of server technology, but they don't really know those manufacturers. They don't know Dell that well. They don't know HP that well. They don't even know Supermicro that well because they don't say a lot. You know, you, you get a, an article every month what's going on but that's about it and people need more than that so yeah, you only hear yeah. them negatively most yeah, of the time of course. like supermicro has often been there's been a couple negative stories about them in the past year or so yeah, yeah. just just i think the main one stories i think they, the main one was the chips on the board but uh, we'll get to that one in a future podcast but then there's also the recent bmc issues with motherboards and stuff tmc it uh, B- B- was tmc it, it was bmc Am I reading something? I think I'm reading something else than me. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. In one of your tabs. I'm, I'm right. I'm right. Because BMC is IPMI and there's been IPMI vulnerability. Yes. With but, oh, oh, oh. oh I'm talking that about was, a negative thing. I'm talking about WD exposing Toshiba. Well, that's a nice segue onto our next 
unconnected to TMC. Ouch, Toshiba. Ouch. You kind of have to say more. We kind of have to actually give it detailed. So basically, there's a fire at WD factory. Well, there was a what? There's a fire at WD. Oh, yeah. Okay, you didn't say it properly. But I, I didn't oh, okay, understand well, exactly what you said. Okay. In that I feel like this has been a mess. And I feel like we should talk about Supermarket first. Yeah, let's do that. As obviously, we are Supermarket resellers. Uh, we are going to talk about Supermicro first. Brilliant. Supermicro recently announced that they're expanding their European presence, expanding mm -hmm. their manufacturing premises in the Netherlands. Yes. So, I mean, we, we saw it coming, didn't we? I mean, they, they, upgra they uh, upgraded and enlarged their base in San Jose in America. They um, also widened their uh, offices in Taiwan it was about 800,000 square feet office so yes, that was only like a couple months ago maybe I mean that's the size of a small island let's be quite honest that is a huge factory for for Supermicro in Taiwan um, so they must be getting some sort of deals there mm. they're making yes. the money for that um, I think that okay it was inevitable that they increased it in in Europe and I think it will do them some good because they they started their business in in America if you're in Europe and you want to buy it, you have to ship it all the way from America, which with taxes and all that, it's just, it's just a nightmare. So as Supermicro became more popular over the last, I'd say, five years, you know, people from Europe started buying more and more, which gave, for example, Server Factory a good opportunity to get onto the map and um, do their business. Um, so I can only hope that one day you, the European presence will be as large as the American. Or even Taiwanese, uh, Taiwanese, Taiwanese, Taiwanese presence. Is it Taiwanese? Taiwan. Shout out to all my Taiwanese friends. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> well, yeah, obviously it's a good thing. I mean, there's no negative thing. In expansion. Uh, Supermicro mm. are expanding currently. There are some negatives. That's going to be a massive bill. Just think of the cost. And you need, you know. Well, the article here that Supermicro recently well, announced today, yeah, it doesn't provide any details whatsoever. But you can imagine how much that's going to cost you. We're going to be, we're going to segue more onto talking about the podcast in general now after giving a brief news update from Supermicro. I could say. So we were wondering, almost, well, I was mainly wondering your about swearing and about the informality of the podcast. I personally don't want the podcast to be another corporate podcast that doesn't really provide any value, doesn't give any opinions, is boring. I want this to podcast to be interesting, engaging, and I think that just casual, very light swearing is almost acceptable, but I do not want to offend people because that would restrict our audience and I don't want to annoy any current clients that Server Factory has. Do you want to input? I would say that we should refrain from swearing, but if we swear on the odd occasion, please forgive us. I would say that would be the best and please, solution for everyone. Please let us know in a constructive manner if we offend anyone by anything we've said, if any swear words, and we will well, just let us know, basically. We're not going to promise to do anything. We'll do our best. This is an article by Bloomberg. Do you have any thoughts on Bloomberg? Bloomberg, uh, obviously the company that released the story about Supermicro, um, about the chips on the motherboard, stated, well, the vulnerabilities with the 
Supermicro motherboards and the whole Supermicro ecosystem uh, and how it affected. It was essentially treated as like a war. China was going to war with American companies because obviously Supermicro is an American company. So they sold, they sell a lot to Apple and to Amazon, which also American companies. So it seemed like a, almost like a war by China. Uh, it is a bit to, of a touchy subject, isn't it? To like infiltrate American companies. Yeah. yeah, Bloomberg, I mean, I've heard of them. I don't really know them as probably well as I should. Um, I would say the only thing I know about them is about the Supermicro um, story. But I felt that um, their accusations were a bit hollow. But they played it smart. They kind of um, put Supermicro in a situation where they had to prove it was false. Otherwise, everyone believed it was true. Um, but they didn't really give any sort of solid hard evidence, did they, against against Supermicro? Um, and when, and, and to be fair, Supermicro's response wasn't exactly compelling either. We did we didn't really know who to believe at that point. Um, no, it wasn't. I, I feel like <clears throat> Supermicro wasn't the most transparent it could be. Mm -hmm. I feel like they had. But maybe they learned from their mistakes, and I'm, I'm not sure. It just kind of was like, you. it was kind of like two kids like pointing like, you did this, and then the other one going like, no, I didn't. There was no like yeah, real yeah, yeah. evidence to either prove either kind of way. Well, I suppose Supermarket shouldn't have to prove it. Bloomberg should have to prove their evidence. But they stuck by the people that posted, um, uh, wrote the article, and they, I believe also, I, well, I read recently that they promoted the person that wrote the article, uh, well, wrote that article. So it kind of shows that they believe, well, that super, um, Bloomberg management obviously trusts that the article was correct, despite Amazon saying that, I don't know exactly what they said, but despite Amazon, Apple, Supermarket coming out and saying, like, we don't know anything about this, this is completely false, this is not true. They, they so did back very... Supermicro in, in that respect, but um, when you've got three big manufacturers making a testimony that it's wrong, it's kind of like, who do you believe? Do you believe um, three big manufacturers who aren't always as transparent as we'd like, or do you believe someone that wrote an article to expose someone like Supermicro. I think it will never really be decided, will it? I think people will dis decide who they believe and we'll just, well, that's how we'll keep going. I don't think it will ever be put to bed, like it should well, have been. It really did affect Supermicro's market share um, because obviously massively. they're a public company. I'm, I think it is relatively recovered now, a year and a half maybe, over a year on from once the article was written but it obviously incredibly affected the the well, the, the price of supermicro shares which is obviously a very big very big thing to a public company mm -hmm. and it's just it was the whole article everything was very interesting and i and i would like to speak to a supermicro representative about this topic i'm not sure how easy that will be but i mean we'll try Wait, we'll try supermicro we're trying to help you so help us make your life a bit easier well i think it would help not only us as resellers and integrators re resellers and integrators of supermicro but it would help just literally everyone i think the most it would help like the mo thousands of people yeah. the most important would be the the end users because then they their minds put to rest they know they're not going to get 
hacked or whatever other fears that they have and they can, you know, trust Supermicro as um well, it's as just a like solid one, when such a big thing like that happens, you kind of just even though you don't want to risk it, do you? Even if it's not true or not true, you don't well, want to no, risk it. Yeah, you don't want to risk it. So, it's as simple as that, which is perfectly understandable. I mean, yeah. it's, it's perfectly. I mean, what was that? What just fell off our table? That was a battery. We we we, oh, we asked for your forgiveness. So, bad. what's Bloomberg telling us today? What are they saying? Well, they're basically. It's a very short article. It's essentially a follow-up article from, well, which is written. That doesn't make sense. It's basically a follow-up article uh, from basically saying Western Digital says Toshiba Fire was unconnected to TMC. So it's basically saying that it wasn't connected with the Toshiba facility, the Toshiba partnership they have. It's unconnected to the memory chip plant operated by joint venture partner Toshiba Memory Corporation. So I mean, so a, a bit of a back, 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 back story on this. Um, there was a, uh, a fire at the Toshiba facility on Wednesday. Would have been two weeks ago. So I think it was end of September on a Wednesday. Um, what happened was, um, I believe they had a power failure, and then it sort of set fire to the uh, to the factory, which is quite devastating. To be fair, that's a lot of money and resources gone. Um, I believe no one got injured, which is always a good, good uh, silver lining. But um, it has set them back a little bit. Basically, the Western Digital have teamed up with Toshiba to create the um, Toshiba Memory uh, chip. Is it chip? Corp. I apologize. The corporation, Toshiba Memory Corporation, um, and said that. They had no involvement in this um, accident. Nothing should be pointed at them. So I think they're sort of still going through what happened exactly and how they're going to prevent it in the future. I mean, I would say fair play to the, uh, Western Digital for defending um, TMC. How would you look at it? I mean, it's kind of just not very. It's not very informative. It doesn't really give too much information it kind of says their stocks were okay i mean it's not really not really that much big of a deal really i don't really think it really affected I too think they, much they make it say like it's not a big deal but a fire at a factory is, is is quite devastating i mean for any company yeah true, true. you know there are but, people there that you know have jobs there's products there there's money involved there's there is some sort of setback i think they just basically say um they won't be affected by it, but I don't think that's quite true. I think they're just hiding what's actually, what's actually happened. Um, they didn't exactly say the exact cause, did they? I'm not. I'm pretty sure they didn't disclose that. Um, it was a disrupted production. Only oh, yeah. power failure. I mean, yeah. they had power failures in the past. Western Digital have confirmed that they had one earlier this year, um, but they didn't really say much else after that, did they? No, bit bit smoke and mirrors. I mean. I mean, look, we just hope that um, Toshiba or, you know, they recover well and um, no one that works for them is going to suffer. So, wishing them the best. Now, what I wanted to ask you is, because we've been talking about Supermicro a lot this podcast, um, and I want your opinion on Intel's collaboration with Supermicro and AMD's collaboration with Supermicro. Now, as we know, 
in the last couple of years, AMD's partnership has grown. They've made way more systems that uh, use, for example, the AMD Epic processors. But predominantly, Supermicro uses Intel processors. Yes. How is that going to change? What do you reckon is going to happen? Well, Let's I think, say three years. What's well, going to happen? Well, I think obviously with the AMD second generation Epic coming out, breaking like 11 world records, being absolutely amazing and really being like an innovation within the industry, I think that should push more people to buy AMD. I mean, okay. you're, you're an integrator. Have you seen more people buying AMD recently? Or AMD Supermicrosystems recently? Or? I mean, the best example, one was built today, actually. There was a system used today with... Um, uh, it was an AMD system. Um, in the last two years, um, AMD has definitely been, become more popular. More options have been available. Um, I think people are finally starting to appreciate what AMD brings to the table. Because not everyone's requirements are the same, are they? You never see two end users the same. They always have slightly different requirements they need. Some need, um, for example, Intel's core power. Um, some needs AMD's um, sort of graphical processing power. So it's a bit, it's a bit of a sort of requirement base. But I think as AMD, um, you know, progresses more and more, um, they will catch up to Intel one day. One day they will. Well, I think Supermarket offers so much more support for Intel. I mean, if you go on their website, yeah. it's Intel. With a small section for AMD. Yes, but... It's not 50-50. It's not AMD and then... Intel but it can't be 50-50 because they are way more Intel... Um, sorry, way more microsystems. They use Intel processors. So I think as the AMD systems, like the different variations and the amounts will grow, then they will get to that 50-50 point. Maybe, okay, maybe in the next 5-10 years we'll see sort of 40, 35 you know, to uh, Intel 60, but... Well, what, what would you say the percentage of our integrations is AMD? I would say, what, it's, it's low. I'd say below 10%. I would probably agree as well. But then again, that, that's, that's from our perspective. They're probably big um, integrators out there. They're, they're more yes. AMD-focused, true. Yeah, yeah I mean... There's a we, point, I mean... But we do have some... Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. still... It's a smaller... It is smaller because, I mean... You have to think on the last couple of years, AMD's really been working with Supermicro. It's always been Intel, uh, I think, pretty much since they opened, really. So, I, Intel has always been the bigger manufacturer of CPUs. Let's not get it twisted, right? If, as far as you can remember, it's always been Intel. AMD has always been second to Intel. Yeah. Now, yeah. I think as time is going on, people are realizing that AMD's actually you know, have their own good qualities and um, they are improving dramatically. If you look over the last, I'd say, three years, AMD's growth has been way more dramatic than Intel's. Um, so I think as people are enjoying the AMD process more and more, the systems will come, people will use them, and I think the people make up the decision which one they want anyway, really. I mean, Supermicro could try and release the next, another 50 systems that use AMD process, but if everyone wants Intel, there's not much we can do, is it? Well, yeah, Supermarket is obviously going to um, announce new systems based upon demand. And if, mm -hmm. if there's more demand, which I think there will be because of this, well, the huge increase in news around AMD's mm -hmm. second generation Epic processors and how it's broken 11 world records. Mm -hmm. And I think there will be more systems developed by Supermicro, hopefully in the future, because I, yeah. I think they, they're promising and they're expanding, they're growing. 
mm -hmm. when they come out, we'll try and review them for you. We'll speak to Supermicro. We'll get we haven't it really discussed. We haven't really done much AMD systems. No, we should do. I feel like we're um, we're also to blame for um, avoiding AMD systems on our uh, videos and podcasts. So well, not avoiding. We, well, not we avoiding, really... but we haven't had um, really the chance to. So I think we should try and focus on getting an opportunity to do an AMD system. Yeah, to properly do a, a showcase yeah, of yeah. an AMD system to try and gain it more publicity. Mm -hmm. well, hopefully a, a customer will buy one and then we can do that one. <laughs> we're not here to sell. We're, we're only here, here, to, we're here to review and discuss. Very good That's point. what we do. Very good point. Okay. Well, Should we discuss our final article here? Yeah, yeah. This is another follow-up article from an article maybe a couple months ago, maybe mid of the year in summer. Okay. Uh, I put, we personally share this on our own Twitter. Uh, it's basically, this, this article is the follow-up article, this basically, well the original article was about the ban on data centres in Amsterdam till, I think it was past 2020, I think it was past 2020. Mm -hmm. This is basically because they think they're taking too much power, mm -hmm. too much real estate, mm -hmm. it, was, it was like a bunch of problems with it and they essentially put a temporary ban so they could improve the guidelines around data centers in Amsterdam. Data centers obviously a huge part of the Netherlands and a huge part of Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. And this is essentially a very good looking article by Data Center Dynamics stating that the data center pause could end by mid 2020. So I mean, this would be a, a wonderful thing for Amsterdam, wonderful thing for the, um, wonderful thing for Amsterdam, essentially. I think it's gonna be quite messy because think of the, uh, the rush to get all the data there, um, you know. <laughs> what, the rush to push them through now? Yeah, I think that would be quite interesting. It did say an interesting thing here. It said that data centers are as important as international airports to the Netherlands. Yes. And I that guess. is, Ma that's a massive uh, statement there. Um, that's quite a strong quote, yes. I you know, mean. I mean, I think that, I mean, you can never go wrong with data centers. Yes, it's true, they use a lot of power. And I mean, we've been to Amsterdam when we went to um, many events. We went to two last week, actually. Um, a couple of weeks back. A couple yeah, of weeks ago, so sorry. Um, well, the well, the whole scene, the whole super the whole, micro, the, the whole every, way that, everything yeah. is Amsterdam-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the majority of events are in Amsterdam. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of companies based around hosting, based around enterprise hardware to do that, mm -hmm. uh, managed services. There's, there's loads based in Amsterdam. I think it's such a core part of Amsterdam and so many businesses are related to. So I think this is a very good article. This is a good, hopeful article looking to the future. And this is, well, I mean, I don't know how else to describe it. But it's just very good for the hundreds of companies that are based around data centers. Imagine Amsterdam in the next five years. I mean, all the data centers, they'll, they'll go, you know, that will expand. New ones, they'll be introduced. I mean, we could look at Amsterdam as the next, you know, data center, uh, center central, you know, in Europe and probably maybe worldwide because everyone's going to go there. Everyone. Well, I mean, that, that's how there. it is now. That's that, how it is yeah. now. I mean, imagine if it just keeps growing. I think Amsterdam is, is perfect actually for, um, for data centers. I think it's, it's, it's the way that they um, sort of, first of all, they, they love sort of green energy. If you go walk on the street, you don't really see many cars. You see, everyone likes to be very resourceful when it comes to Amsterdam. 
So well, the whole country is very resourceful. Yeah, so I think the potential known, in it is Netherlands massive. Netherlands is known as a resourceful and yeah, yeah. recycling based, and just I think Amsterdam in the next five years is going to be a, a massive capital for data centers. I think larger than probably most of of the world. So should be good to see. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on that. Yeah, this is certainly good for a lot of server factories clients as well. Mm -hmm. The fact that there might the ban might be revoked. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it was always the purpose to revoke the bans, but I believe it was to essentially give the country a chance give, to recover. Yeah, no, give them well, give them time to like catch up yeah. with the the crazy influx in data centers. Okay, we thank you for watching this podcast. If you've managed to get all the way through this, <laughs> this is obviously our first episode, first episode yeah. of the podcast. If we upload it, uh, and if we get there. Uh, this is not very polished, we're, we're learning, we're not really sure how to do this, but we thought just, just kind of jump straight into it and just kind of figure it out as we go. Yeah. So if you've got any suggestions for us, if you've made it this far into the video, please subscribe, follow our pages, I mean... Any articles you'd like us to comment on, you know, just um, let us know. Um, any inputs, highly appreciated. Forgive us for our uh, first attempt, we can only get better, so... We will wish well, you. We, sh we should also mention how often we're going to do this. Is we're going to try gonna... and do it once a week. Oh, we... oh okay. We're going to try and do it once, once a week. A week. Um, if there are inconsistencies, please forgive us. There are well, events and stuff. There's we've events. Got to... We're, we're yeah, busy. Yeah. We have big influxes of orders and stuff like that. So it's majority of the time will be once a week. Um, if there is an event we're going to, you'll see content from that event. So you'll have something to watch weekly. So I, think I mean, I think we could also do like a review of events almost because we're yeah, going yeah. to Supermarket Innovate on the 10th to the 12th mm -hmm. of this month, which is October. Well, you're going. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Paris. <laughs> you're going to Paris that weekend? I think it's about that time we're going to Paris. I thought we were going to Paris but when everyone else is going to Germany, when everyone else is going to Le, Le Pez. To what? I thought we were going to Paris then. Was it then? When is that? Leipzig. Yeah, everyone else is going to Le that? Leipzig and we're going to Paris. Where's that? That's end of next month. Oh, fuck me. We need to get the t-shirts. Uh, so, we, we thank you for watching. If you've managed to get this far into the podcast, please leave a like and subscribe and follow our pages. Uh, if you have any recommendations for us, obviously this is our first podcast, so please bear with us. Well, it's more of a show than a podcast. Yeah. We're going to be filming every episode. Hopefully we'll get a guest on in the coming episodes. yeah. Next week, hopefully, we'll, well, we plan on <laughs> uploading one next week. Yes. So, so it we'll be, be every week. Yeah, we'll be uploading uh, next week. The week after, uh, Craig is, um, well, we are attending some events. Um, so you'll have some content from there. Um, and then the week after, we will be back as normal. So thank you for watching. Um, I wish you a good evening and see you next week. Goodbye. Good night. Juju on that beat, hey, juju on that beat, hey, juju on that, juju on that, juju on that beat. Now slide, bruh.